Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Tuesday. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all pushing higher. Stocks are at records right now. We have got the S&P up two points to 2506, a gain of one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up five, also up one-tenth of one percent. Very close to a record on NASDAQ, but both the S&P and the Dow are at records now. The Dow up 44, up two-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down two thirty seconds, yield 2.24 percent. Gold up 404 the ounce to 13.11, a gain there of three-tenths of one percent. A pullback for West Texas Intermediate Crude now at 49.62 a barrel, down 29 cents, a drop of six-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, the ETF report coming up is brought to you by BlackRock. Word about market volatility or minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit blackrock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. There's a little-known lithium ETF that is catching fire. For more, let's bring in Eric Balchunas of Bloomberg Intelligence. Eric, what is this ETF? Right, the Global X Lithium ETF. And this thing has really been living in oblivion for about five years. But lately, it is seeing volume of about $100 million a week. It's got assets of half a billion. Once in a while, an ETF will go from sort of this uh, nobody cares about it to the mainstream. And this one's doing it largely based on optimism around electric cars, which use lithium. Um, you're going to see some companies like Tesla in this, as well as lithium miners, and uh, it's going to have a lot of international exposure as well. And, Eric, the, it's performed really well, right? But has it been sort of choppy? What are the risks in this? Yeah, it's up 50%, and, yes, it is volatile. This is a, um, a little bit of a firecracker ETF, um, so it's about double the volatility of the S&P 500 because of that international and some mid- and small-cap exposure. All right, so lithium ETF hot because of electric cars. Thanks, Eric. This is the Bloomberg ETF Report. I'm Julie Hyman. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. We are counting down to the closing bell on this Tuesday. And our next guest says he and his team see another 15 to 20% upside on stocks until the end of the cycle. Let's talk global markets with Luca Paolini. He is back with us. He's chief strategist at uh, Pictay Asset Management, uh, overseeing approximately $150 billion in assets under management, based in London, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in the wonderful city of New York. Nice to have you back with us. Thank you. When you look at the market environment, how does it feel to you? It looks very good because we have very low inflation, strong growth. Central banks are not really uh, pretty wait, wait, reluctant. Where's the strong growth? Because we keep well, looking for it here in the U.S. Well, we look at global growth. We are now close to 4% annualized. This is the best rate since 2010. Uh, there are only three countries in the world that are growing well below potential, which is the U.K., Brazil, and South Africa. Almost everywhere else you see not fantastic growth, but still growth above potential. Low inflation, central banks pretty much unwilling to, to really to tighten, and you have solid earnings growth. So I think that's why uh, this rally, I think, is well supported. Uh, what's driving that? I think is, is in a way, uh, when you look at the, on the profit side, is a combination of an acceleration in nominal GDP growth, but it's also the fact that companies are able to maintain very high margins. We thought that actually margins, especially in the U.S., would be at risk, but actually we see margins continue to rise. So I think it's, it's very, very supportive, a very supportive environment, I think. Luca, is that on the back, though, of a lot of workers who have yet to see substantial wage increases? 
Well, that's a tricky one because if you look at wage income, it looks pretty weak. But we just seen a few days ago um, the numbers on uh, um, average income income, not only wages, and has been one of the best since the 60s. The last two years, you have seen a big increase, almost 8% in real income. I'm talking about increase. We're one of the best since the 60s. So I think maybe we look at wages, but wages doesn't tell you the, the, the entire story. I think the situation, the economic situation is probably much better than we think. Um, it's interesting, too, that that, that has kind of uh, lagged here. Now, Bloomberg... Uh uh, intelligence has just lowered its, its projection on how many Fed rate hikes we expect uh, this year and next year, and I wonder what you think. Well, what I find really amazing is that we may disagree on how strong the UK, uh, the US economy is, but we are, well, the US economy is growing at roughly 3%. Uh, nominal GDP growth is well above 4 and interest rates are one, basically at 1%. And if you think how much is priced in over the next 12 months, it's basically 20 basis points. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is very surprising because, yes, inflation is low, but it's not probably going to fall much more. With this level of growth, I think the Fed will like more than once in the next 12 months. Maybe the Fed is wrong, maybe growth will weaken, but it's not what the consensus numbers are telling us. So the consensus is 4-plus percent growth, but no rate hike, and I think that's not consistent. You sound pretty optimistic. For the next 12 months, yes. Uh, I think, uh, as I said, we have a 20-25%, I think, kind of potential upside. But it's not, we are effectively, I think, approaching the end of the cycle. I don't know how, how long it's going to take. I'm not very optimistic over the next five years, but I'm still optimistic for the next six to 12 months. Why? What happens in five years, potentially? No, when, when, when I say five years, I mean our secular outlook, we look at the a simple thing. We look at a combination between potential growth and valuation. Valuation mm-hmm. is very unattractive in the U.S., Trend growth, we're not talking about actual growth, trend growth according to the Fed is 1.8. So you have low growth, very high valuations, and the Fed is probably going to tighten. This is not a great environment for stock over the next five years. But if we just look at the next six months or 12 months, I still see a lot of trends that are actually moving in the right direction. It's, it's, uh, again, it's, to Carol's point, that does seem really bullish here. Um, well, I was just trying to think, what did we just talk about with Dave Wilson, our Bloomberg Stocks columnist, and right. we talked about... Um, that the S&P 500 has not reached excessive over- overvaluation after taking earnings and inflation into account. And they talked about, what was it, uh, Corey, I think like real earnings yield, if you will. I don't know if it's something you look at and makes you rethink kind of the U.S. valuation story. Well, look, if we, our favorite valuation metric is the Schiller, the cyclically adjusted P is close to 31. This is the same level of 99. What is different? Gross is much lower, but bond yields are also much lower. And I think this combination of low unemployment and low inflation was the famous misery index. Well, it would suggest still a little bit of upside. So again, you have to look at a situation where growth is, is, is okay, inflation is very low, and low inflation means lower uh, risk premia is still very solid. I, I, I don't think you can make the case that PE will go to 2025, but I think there is still a little bit of upside. But valuation is a problem in the U.S., but only in the U.S. If you look at global equities, if you look at Japan, Europe, emerging so markets, valuation committing is normal. US, uh, in, so anybody in, uh, committing money to U.S. stocks right now you think is making a mistake? I don't know if it's making a mistake. Let's say from a U.S. perspective, I think this is probably the best time ever to diversify away from the U.S. because you have an expensive market and an expensive currency. So this is probably the best time from a U.S. perspective to diversify away. If you are a foreign investor, investing in U.S. stocks is always the safe, a safe bet if you want. But if you are a U.S. investor, this is really the time to diversify. 
can I ask you to define uh, uh, expensive? Expensive in what ways? Because we occasionally have guests come on. I heard an amazing explanation the other day saying that we should just ignore the valuations of of the 70s uh, when we look at historic valuations because that wasn't an anomaly. We should just use the other valuations so the stocks can go higher. Well, obviously, valuation is, is an art and a science. Again, uh, we have investors that believe that PE, price to earnings, can go to infinite because actually uh, bond yields, real bond yields are zero. Well, I, I think that's, that's probably wrong. But if you start to see a price earning ratio close to 20 and a Schiller PE of 31, right. if you look at a market cap to GDP, which is an old them high, well, you have the sense that maybe it's not incredibly high, but it's not a market that has a lot of potential going forward. 20% is still okay. I don't see the market doing more than that. Luca, got uh, 20 seconds left. You've got a favorite market in terms of investing on the equity side of things? Uh, currently, it's Japan, uh, potentially Europe, and in the U.S., small caps, uh, I think, will do much better than large caps. That's because they've been beaten up. Well, <laughs> that's part of the story. <laughs> All right, we got to run. Uh, Luca Paolini, uh, Chief Strategist at uh, Pictay Asset Management, uh, approximately $150 billion in assets under management based in London in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York on this Tuesday. You're listening to Bloomberg uh, Markets. I'm Carol Master along with Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg Radio.